and the way it was running just did not look like any human. Immediately, it felt like someone was watching. Something was watching. We seen some eyes which were glowing a bright red. Welcome everyone. You're listening to this Sasquatch show brought to you by Nicola Valley Bigfoot. Sit back and enjoy. Hello, hello, hi, how are you? How's everybody out here? Yes, I'm Gerald Valdequette. I'm really, I'm from Manitoba, Manitoba, Canada. Yeah, back in, uh, I can't remember exact years, so it's about 35, 36 years ago. I was just a very young, uh, I had this job working for medical services as a janitor, and I used to take my garbage out to the garbage dump. It's in remote Manitoba, um, 400 or 500 miles uh, east of Winnipeg, northern Manitoba remote community. No access to no road, only flying or by boat. Yeah, well, back that uh, roughly 35, 36 years ago, I can't even remember exact the time. Anyway, I was taking the garbage to the dump one evening. It was uh, probably middle of October. And up there in Papa River, Manitoba, where I'm telling the story, is it's very muddy and, you know, mucky there. I was taking my garbage to the dump. And I was driving along with this little tractor, lawn tractor thing. And I seen this big, huge black thing humped over. And I thought to myself, ah, just an old bear. I'm not scared of a bear. You know, he'd probably take off and he he sees me. But then I got closer and closer to it. And I was approximately, I'd probably say 60 feet or so from it. All of a sudden, it just stood up and it kind of turned on the side with his arms kind of swinging. And and I thought to myself, what the hell? And I just got startled. And I remember looking at it, I was, you know, at that state. But I remember looking at the, 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 the form of the body. It had a cone-shaped head, and I looked, the face area looked kind of muddy gray color, and it had huge arms, long arms, and it stood up approximately, I'd probably say 10 feet, roughly. And uh, I just got so hysteric and frightened. I jumped off this little tractor, and this tractor just kept on going. I hit a uh, high tail back to the nursing station up in northern Manitoba where I worked medical services. And I ran. I was so scared. I felt like my legs were full of lead, but I must have been just giving her. And I ran into the uh, nursing station. Everybody was having coffee. This is around 3, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. In October, it's, you know, it gets dark earlier. And they said, what's the matter, Gerald? 
and they said I was pale. I was very scared. Um, and the RCMP were there at the time. There was a priest there and the nurses and the employees all sitting around having coffee break there. And I said, I seen something at the garbage dump. They said, what? I said, I don't know. I said, so everybody's, the RCMP were there and they said, okay, well, let's take us. What did you see? What, see? what did you see there? I said, jumped in the RCMP truck, the priest and the nurses, there's a few other people. And we went there to the spot I pointed out to them and and like it's very mucky, soft mud there. And it was kind of a little bit of snow on the ground, maybe an eighth of an inch. And there was perfect prints in the mud. You can actually see the arch of the foot and the toes and practically the nail shape of the foot. And, uh, and the RCMP said, well, I'll run back to the detachment and I'll get some... Um, Mold and cast, he says, I'll take, I'll take prints of it. So they uh, made some casts of the foot. They're approximately, I think it, I can't remember. I think they were like something like 14 inches long and they're approximately five inches wide. And they poured the, uh, the material in the footprint. And he says, well, you know what, I'll, I'll take this back. And he said, I'm going to send this to the University of uh, Toronto. And I guess he, what, that's what they did. And about, I'd say about two, three months later, and they come back and they told us about the print. And I guess the, um, you know, the people that works in the labs and stuff like that, they, they actually found hair fiber in the print that they could not recognize. Oh, wow. And, and uh, it was pretty astonishing, you know, like, uh, you know, like me personally, I never believed in stuff like that, you know. But in that area of Poplar River, Poplar River, Manitoba, North Manitoba, there's actually been a lot of sightings there. I'm not the only one that, who had actually seen this, this form of, uh, but he was, he was kind of blackish in color, um, black, not a really black, more of a dark brownish black, I guess. But I remember just having this glance at his face when he turned to me. It His face looked like a muddy color, eh? you know, mud color. like, And his head was cone-shaped. And that, you know, that form, that shape that, I seen on that uh, Sasquatch film where you see this, where he's walking. Yeah, yeah. And he's got that cone-shaped head. That's exactly how he looked. Like how when I first seen that, I said, "Oh my God!" I said, "That's him." You know, that was exactly the same form he had. You know, that's something I'll never forget. Like I said, I never believed in stuff like this. Like I used to hear people talking about, I said, there's no such thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my story. Yeah. So, so what, what do you think of Sasquatch now? Now that you've actually seen it, and it's been many years since you've, since you've had your encounter, but like, what, what are your thoughts on them now? Like, what do you, what do you, kind of, what do you think they are? 
you know, um, I don't know. Like, you know, north of 53rd and our parallel there, you know, it seems, it it always seems there's a lot, there's a lot of, um, I don't know if it's UFO sightings in that area. I've actually seen quite a few sightings in my time living up there, and so has a lot of other people. It seems that when you see this, we see these objects flying around like in, in the sky, and after that, it seems that he's around. I don't know. You know what? That, that's not the first time I've heard that, actually. There, there's been a lot of documented cases of, of Sasquatch and UFOs, and are, are they related? I, I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to speculate, but it, it definitely could be. So you know the the two, the two incidences or two incidents could definitely be related. Like it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. So definitely. Yeah, you know, like you know, I often wondered about that. Like my dad, you know, uh, grew up in Manitoba, um, and he said he spent a lot of time in a trap line, and he said, you know, he says, you know what, I've. I've actually heard some pretty strange voice and noises in the wilderness, you know. But I said, I he said, you know, stuff I have never heard. He said, I just never paid any attention to it. Whatever it was, he said, never ever did bother us, you know. Yeah, and, and did so, it did it make any gestures towards you? Did it do anything? Did it like wave its arms? Did it did it like give you a, a, like a mean look, like get out of here? Or well, did it just look surprised and? and... Well, he like I thought it was a bear just hunched in a garbage dump, but when he got up and stood up that's when like who holy man what's this but actually when i took off off that little lawn tractor it just relied the tractor just kept on going and <laughs> i was so gonna like ask it, what happened uh, to the tractor did it, did it just can't come to a stop somewhere it come to the stop in the in the dump there yeah got tangled <laughs> up there and uh um actually you know what it did it did follow me for a while you know, because it, the prints came when I, you can see my prints and you can see where he did actually follow me for a while. Then he branched off into the bushes, eh? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. L- let me go back right. and ask you about, uh, do you think, was it for- forging through the garbage? Like, was it, was it looking like, was it? It was just like it was digging around, you know? Yeah. Do because you think it was, it was looking for garbage. food? I don't know, but like there wasn't only garbage. There's a lot of, you know, like uh, metal materials and stuff like that in that dumpy. I don't know what. I couldn't really tell if he was looking for food, but he was just like he was looking around in that area. Oh, and okay. uh, I didn't see anything in his mouth. I wouldn't notice if he was eating anything or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because we went in the back to the area where I exactly seen him. He had actually come out out of a, a wooded area there, and he walked directly there. And then, when I took off, you could see my tracks, and behind my tracks, he did follow me. Probably, I don't know, forty, fifty feet or something. I just took off. I must have been going damn fast because my legs felt or felt like they were <laughs> full of lead. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I guess I was traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he's he's hunched over and he, he's kind of sifting through the trash there, and and, and yeah. he, he sees you. What what does his uh-huh. face look like? Like I know you said that his his skin was kind of a muddy color, but like, did he have a, a like a big forehead? Did he have like dark you know, eyes? I, was, how was his I, mouth? 
I, you know, like I didn't really have time to look at that, but but I noticed his face was uh, grayish in color. That's all I remember. And I remember the structure shape of his head. It was cone shaped, like a peak, cone peak head. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. When people have sightings, they tend to kind of focus in on, on one specific aspect that really sticks out in their mind. I mean, like when, uh-huh. I, when I had my sighting, I, like the one thing that kind of stuck out to me was, you know, how big its hand was. And, and I mean, like you, you noticed its head right away, but you, you were hightailing it out of there. And I don't blame you. That's a, uh, not something you expected to run into, right? No, no, I didn't. You know, I didn't take a second look to see how, look at his his structure of his face. I just noticed that it, the when he turned to me, and I noticed, I always remember that shape of his head. It was cone shaped, and his face looked grayish color, like muddy gray. Yeah, and he, and just the way he swung his body. And I guess his long arms, he had long, long arms and, and very long legs. Was he muscular? He was, was like, was he really full of muscles and, and whatnot? Yeah, he looked, he looked, he looked pretty damn strong. Tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you talked to the RCMP, which for the listeners, the RCMP is the National Police Force in Canada. Uh, so yeah. you, you mentioned, you went back to the house or sorry, which building did you go to? The services building? Uh, that uh, it's called medical service nursing nursing station. They call them up north. Oh, okay, okay. So, so you uh-huh. head back to to the nursing station, and you know, you're obviously you're kind of a you're kind of a mess right there because you know you're you're just you, yeah yeah you're fearing for your life, which is understandable. And, and so the RCMP goes back with you, and and they actually casted a print. Like, what what happened to that print? You know what they sent it to university in Toronto, I believe. You know what that print did. That print came back to the community, but you know, I can't remember what the hell happened to it from there. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was kind of curious of where it went to. Sometimes people uh-huh. like, sometimes people like to keep them as a like a little memento, I guess, or so something. Weird, yeah, but he did. He did. Uh, he did uh, source the uh, the statement and and the findings of it because we they came back. We came back to the same um, the same uh, RCMP guys about two months later, and they said. Came back to nurse station. You know, he said, you're telling us we got the report on that print, and he is showing us the uh, the findings of it. They were all written down on a piece of paper, and, and they were they identified the fibers and hair fibers in the print that they couldn't they couldn't identify any match or anything. You know, yeah, that was uh, it was it, astonishing. But yeah. but you know, there's been there's been a lot of sightings in that area more than once. I'm not the only one. Yeah, and I was actually going to ask ask you about that. You mentioned that earlier that there's been a, quite a few sightings. Has there been any recently, or was or is just you know, kind of around every, the same time as yours? Every every now and then, yet today, yeah, there is um, there is uh, actually encounters or people see just a glimpse of it or hear them make calling and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, I've only been to southern Manitoba. You know, it's where it's quite you know, the prairies and farmland and, and whatnot. And so, and I think it's been as far north as Hudson Bay, but, you know, for the listeners of that, Northern Manitoba is very, very wooded. It's a very heavily wooded area. Like it just, once you, there's a place, uh, there's a place called Grand Rapids, Manitoba, just from Popper river across the lake. It's roughly a hundred miles across. And that's a real sighting 
of the Bigfoot Mound area. You know, people have seen them more than once, like for years. I've heard stories about it. That's why I used to laugh. Eh? I said, nah, there's no such thing, you know? Yeah. And it changed you, right? Like, like now you were. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, it changed my way of thinking about it. Yeah, that that, you know? ten, that tends to happen when people come come into contact with with these creatures, even by accident. Yeah. So, uh, uh-huh. did did they create a file? Did the RCMP create a file on your on your on your case? I yeah, guess? they must. Yeah, they must have had a file on it because you know, oh shit, this. And I was only twenty years old at the time, and I'm already sixty-three years old. So it's a hell of a long time ago. Yeah, it's been it's probably been shredded by now. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I was just kind of curious. Uh, I I always like hearing stories about when the uh, you know a police force gets involved uh-huh. or, or somebody you know calls them, you know because I you... know there's quite a few encounters. Like I remember one time in the fall, I was like we I used to commercial fish Lake Winnipeg, and in the fall we had a cabin along the lake, so right close to the shoreline. I was with my brother and my, our workers. You know that night. We heard a big bang on top of our roof in our cabin. What the hell was that? And we, we all just, what the hell? We all just fell asleep. Next morning, we found this huge rock on top of our roof. And this is no bull, you know. It was a big boulder. It had to have come across from that, from the shoreline of that um, little island we were from the shoreline, but it was solid water, roughly 40 feet. And there's a lot of boulders there. This big flat boulder was on top of the roof. I don't know how it got there, but we heard it bang on there that night. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. that, that's not uncommon either. I mean, the, um, uh-huh. the, these creatures tend to be a little bit uh, territorial, and they, they don't like when, yeah. when when humans are around their area. Yeah. So they, they do things to try to scare people away. And it, yeah, from the sounds of it, that's what it, that's what it was doing. It was just trying to make you see, kind of scare you, make you leave. Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let me ask you something. You're a First Nations man, so am I. Yeah. What, what What's your people's belief on what Sasquatch is? Do you, do you Do you have any history on it? Did you look it up or anything like well, that? Well, years ago, my dad used to hear. He said he's telling stories about stuff like he said he used to call um, the natives used to be call him when that. Thing that creature, whatever Sasquatch, and what we call them, they call them Wendigo. The Wendigo. Okay. It was a creature. He said, "Yeah." He said, "You heard stories of trappers on a trap line were this thing with, and cabins would poke poke at them with little with little sticks through the, you know, the logs where they were chinked with moss and heat. This sun this say you heard trappers tell them this some would be this thing would be poking at them at night through the the cracks like with a long stick poking at them he said you know that's what i mean like it's it sounds like they're territorial eh? they didn't yeah. want people to be around eh? yeah yeah I, I, i've I, heard stories about that yeah i actually i just talked to or I, I had a guy on my, my show a couple of weeks ago and um you know he he's in contact like with uh, mental telepathy I, I guess would be the proper term for it but he, he like he, he's in contact with a, with a family of them and um you know for the younger sasquatch i guess it's kind of a rite of passage uh you know for them to actually come in contact with a human you know who can who can do it it's almost like a game they play so it's Uh that that could be something else too as well yeah well you know they're very intelligent for one thing yeah yeah 
Uh-huh. Did your sighting, did it change you very, like, did, did you want to learn more after that? Did you want to like, go out and actually yeah, start you know, looking? I, after that sighting, you know, I spent many uh, summers uh, looking, you know, with, uh, with, with a couple of guys that would have got interested. Do we, you know, we, I know there's one time we tracked it for a while. We did track it again. Oh boy. Yeah. What, what, what happened yeah. to that? Oh, you know, we just, it, it just disappeared. Like, I didn't know, the, like, we, we were going to catch, we tried to catch it. We said, we're going to get this thing. You know, <laughs> we had rope and we had some wire and blah, blah, blah. We used to go in the bush and hiking and we'd track it. We'd track it. We'd actually track it for, we did that for about three, four years. You know what? We, you know, we just never seemed to get catch up to it. Or it, it just seemed like it knew that we were around. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'd, just, I'd, I'd offer my, my, my advice to you is to just be careful if you guys are going to do stuff like that. Cause you know, it, generally if you see one, you're not dealing with just one. There's another one hiding yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And well, I was young and stupid at the time. I was like, I'm 24, <laughs> 25 years old. I wouldn't do it now. Yeah, no, I understand the, uh, the, you know, the, the fire that gets lit inside you after you, you come in contact with one of these creatures and it's hard to, yeah. it's hard to put out because you know, you want to know more, you want to learn more and more yeah. and more. I wanted to really, you know, like after I, after sighting, I got, I was hysteric for a while, but after a while I got, you know, very uh, curious and I got, I wanted to see what the hell this thing was, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, like every year in Poplar River Reservation, we have Sasquatch days. That happened like, it's like, this is over, must be close to 40 years, you know? We celebrate Sasquatch days every spring now. Really? Ever since the, that encounter, yeah, we have Sasquatch days. Oh, that's very cool. That's very cool. What is, what is kind of stuff do they do? Just uh... they rent a big gorilla suit from South, and the, and at the, the time when I was growing up, young like that, there was a moose. They just skedoes around, you know. Oh yeah. Transportation. The Sasquatch would be driving it through town on a skedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big thing, you know, and that in the community. Yeah, it was a big. Yeah, yeah, they, they have something. Is. They have something very similar uh, out this way as well. I mean, if you ever looked up Harrison Hot Springs in British Columbia, they have a, it's it's very well known for its Sasquatch population, and they have uh, they have what they call Sasquatch Days as well. Uh-huh. And they have like yeah. they have like lights and, and displays, and you know, they have a Sasquatch museum where there's there's tracks and yeah. prints and all that kind of stuff. It's actually uh-huh. very very cool. I've been there myself and. It, it's something you know. It, as long as you're celebrating, it, it, there's no harm yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. We do it. We do it. We do it all every in the spring. Eh? You know, it's always in the spring. We have this parade, and we have a Sasquatch driving a skiddo or walking through town. <laughs> you know, they rent a big gorilla suit from from the city. You know, yeah. And it's, somebody dresses up and he walks through town, and <laughs> it's, it's quite <laughs> something. Yeah. Well, at least you guys are having fun with it, yeah. And it, it, it's they're, yeah, yeah. They're not something to be feared or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Well, w- did you encounter it? Seen it also? Oh yeah, yeah. I seen. I had. I saw mine in 2018. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was staring at us. Uh, we were parked in a truck. We were actually. We were out looking for because we oh, have a research okay. group. We were out looking for, you know, evidence. We were looking for footprints or, or anything like that. And we just happened to be sitting uh-huh. in the truck. And, uh, huh. and there it was standing. He was hiding, kind of peeking at us from behind a tree. His, his hand was wrapped around the tree. And 
he was just staring. He was just looking at us. Yeah. And then, then in a split second, it just disappeared. It, it, I don't know where it went. It didn't make any noise. It just, it was blinking his eyes and looking at us. And then it was it dark. Yeah. It was uh, probably around 10 30 or 11 o'clock at night. It was, it was dark. Yeah. You could, what did he have colored eyes or something? Or, yeah. Well, see, we would, we would scan our tree line. Or scan, scan the tree line with our flashlights and uh, it just happened to be that on one time I was scanning the, the tree line uh, with a light and there it was and uh-huh. my, as soon as my eye, my flashlight hit its face uh, its eyes lit up like uh, um, like uh, like a traffic uh-huh. like yellow like a traffic light but yeah a, but a little bit lighter than that but it was, that's the best way I can describe it and it was just staring at us and my yeah it was uh, it changed yeah. me forever yeah well you know me too i like it that changed my uh my beliefs forever in that that encounter you know like for a long longest time i really never used to want to talk about it you know like i wouldn't tell anybody because they would probably think i'm crazy or something you know (laughs) that's that sounds very very typical as well yeah i I get i hear that quite Mm a bit i I had one gentleman on my show a couple months ago and um he held it in for 30 years and it like he uh-huh. was he was traumatized. He had PTSD from it, and he held it he held it inside for thirty years. And you know it, he just after we talked, and you know he kind of expressed you know how much better he felt telling yeah. a, telling somebody because there, there's a lot of people that see these creatures, and then a lot of the times people just don't say anything. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm actually glad you did. You you posted yeah. in I think one of the groups. I can't remember which one. Um, that's uh-huh. why I actually approached you. I wanted to talk to you because. First of all, I don't get, I don't hear a lot of reports from either Saskatchewan or, or, or Manitoba. So I'm really happy that you came on. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, uh, he's, uh, you know, actually in Manitoba and North Manitoba, even south part of Manitoba, Grand Rapids, and it's all this area, west side here. There's actually been a lot of, a lot of sightings, a lot of uh, reports on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it happens every summer. Yeah. Huh. It, it, it's not, it's not uncommon. Well, you'll, yeah. you'll have to keep me in the loop if you hear any more, because I'd, I'd love to hear more account, accounts, because I'm, I'm from, originally I'm from Saskatchewan as well, like I'm a prairie boy, so okay. in, yeah, I'm, I'm a flatlander, and, and it, it just, I never heard much while I was living uh-huh. there, but as soon as I moved to BC, that's when I started getting a lot of, hearing a yeah. lot of stories about them, and it's really refreshing to actually hear that they're, that, you know, Sasquatch are in, in, in Manitoba as well. Oh, he's been here for he's been he's been here for years and years. I've heard stories since I was a kid. You know. Yeah, yeah. You know, Some I old... never paid attention. I never paid attention. I said, "Ah, that's all crap. I don't believe in stuff like that." You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, bet, I bet you you do now. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's strange. And when I think back, even though when I was younger, when we we're kids, I like I grew up. Actually, not from Poplar. I grew up in a in a Métis community 20 miles north of Poplar River mm-hmm. on Lake Winnipeg. It's an east side Lake Winnipeg. I remember when we were kids, like, you know, I, after what I thought about it, it used to be a lot of these fishing stations, like they were commercial, it's a commercial fishery place in these side. And there used to be a lot of bunk houses and stuff like that on, on top of the rock there. And there's a big fishing station there where they pack their fish. But, you know, I remember when we were kids and I always, me and my brothers and friends I grew up with, we sometimes talk about it. You know, we we remember seeing, uh, I don't know, we uh, we called him a tramp. 
when you're kids, you know. Yeah. It looked like a tramp to us. It was hairy. And he, we used to actually see this thing in the bunkhouses. And he'd go there. I don't know if he was sleeping there. But when we talk about as we grow older, we, said, we, we still remember it. We used to always see it. it was, we call him a tramp, like a troll or a tramp, we call him. You know what? I don't know what, you know, now that I think of it, I, it was a hairy thing. We call him a tramp. That's what we expressed them <laughs> as we're kids, eh? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was freaking Sasquatch for all I know. Yeah, definitely. Think, it definitely sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, like when we also, as we got older, you know, into our forties and whatever, we used to talk about this one. I said, "Do you remember that when we were kids, we used to see this tramp at, hanging around those rocks and there were the buildings were?" Yeah, he said, and yet you know it. It never bothered us. It used to kind of just take off and kind of peek at us, you know. But I remember, he, I don't know if you remember that um, book years ago, uh, The Troll by the Bridge or something, you know, that troll. Oh, man. Is it a kid's book? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know which one you're talking about. I, I just I just can't remember what it's called. That's what we expressed. We were read, reading the book in school. And that's what we expressed. We thought, well, that's that troll, you know? Oh. I remember. And he had long hair and he was hairy. Like we were. So we thought, I guess that when you're eight, nine years old, you know, six, you know, that age, you, you think you see these books. Well, that's him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that troll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you know? people, people try to make sense of, of what they can't figure out, right? So they, their brain immediately goes to, you know, what they do uh-huh. know. So, you know, you know, as a young child, you, you heard that trolls, you know, eat kids yeah. and, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. Yeah. So, you, uh-huh. yeah, I understand. I, I get it. But you know what I mean? But we've seen this thing that was hairy and hanging around. We used to hang around all the time in the summer, especially. And we never, you know, I just that damn old troll. But, you know, I don't know if it was that hairy old Sasquatch at the time. I didn't know. We didn't even know Sasquatch existed that time, you know. And we're growing up as kids. Yeah. It yeah. makes you think, eh? It does, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, you think about things that you've experienced in the woods that you know, you can't you can't quite uh, explain to yourself. And you go, oh, uh-huh. you know what? If you add a Sasquatch to the mix, okay, then things start making sense again. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Well, well, Gerald, this was fun. I want to say thank you for coming on. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. This was great. I, I'm glad you, you, you responded and you, you came on the show. Yeah, well, like I've you know I've, I've taken a great interest that in I like I got on I noticed on Facebook the Sasquatch page. Hey, I want to get on there, you know. <laughs> that's how I that's how I got to express my uh, my uh, sightings and concerns, eh? Yeah, yeah. Just mm-hmm. uh, just uh, just be careful in which which groups you post on because there uh, there's a lot of people that aren't very kind. So <laughs> I know. I know a lot of people are not very uh, polite either. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that if you, I just said, well, if you ever see them, then you'll understand. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, let me ask you this before we go, though. Like, what, what, do you, what would you say to people who don't believe you? Uh, I always just say, well, I've seen what I've seen. And if ever come a lucky day for you, you'll understand what I've seen. That's all I say. Yeah. You know? You know, I just say something I never expected to see. I never was a believer. 
and such things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's the approach I get them. Yeah, I know. Right on. Well, uh-huh. Gerald, I want to say thank you again. That was I had a real good time ha- talking to you on the phone here, and, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, that was great. I enjoyed that. Yeah, thank and, you. And if you hear any more stories, definitely get in touch with me, and I'd love to hear them. Yeah, sure. You'll be on Facebook anyway, eh? Of course. I'm always on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you see that? Do you see that sighting I put I uh, on Facebook? Uh, uh, that was on Sunday, five I think four thirty in the morning, just over here on Manitoba a reservation called Jacket Manitoba. No, I didn't. And there was actually UFO UFO sightings. People actually got footage on their cameras. It was just. It's, um, I'll send it to you on my, off my, uh, Facebook. Oh, sure. That'd be great. That'd be great. Like, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, great. Thank uh-huh. you. Okay. I'll okay. do that. Thank you. Okay. And for the listeners, if you guys just want to hang around, we're going to close out the show. Stay there. And welcome back, everyone. We are back to pull a pin on this episode, but before we do that, we have to give a huge, huge thank you to Gerald for coming on. Uh, you know what? I've been really struggling to find guests come on the show that are from that particular area, you know, northern Manitoba, maybe northern Saskatchewan as well, because, you know, um, th- those those sightings do happen and those encounters do occur, but, you know, for some reason, they're, 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 they're just not as uh, pronounced as you know, other ones. So uh, if you guys have had an encounter in Saskatchewan or Manitoba and you want to be on the show, contact me at Bigfoot at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, thank you, Gerald. That was, that was great. Thank you so much for, for coming on. You're a pretty cool dude, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing. Um, let's see, let's get this out of the way real quick. Uh, I did have another outro, um, recorded for this episode. And at the time of recording, uh, this is the day before release, which is really unusual. I like to have my episodes done, you know, at least, at least four or five days before it gets released. Um, and so I'm kind of throwing this together, but, uh, in the past couple of days, there's been a news story that broke in Canada of, uh, of a mass grave that was found uh, not too far from where I live. You know, I consider Kamloops to be another home for me because I actually live there and I love Kamloops. Um, but uh, a mass grave was found of uh, 215 children. Uh that attended the, uh, oh, this is harder than I thought. I'm sorry, guys. That attended the Kamloops Residential School. And um, it, it's taken a real toll on me emotionally. I, like, I, I did have another guest lined up for this episode. And, you know, this episode was intended to be, you know, over an hour. But you know, obviously we're cutting it short. I just, I haven't been able to focus on much else besides, you know, what what's going on around me. And, and for that, I do apologize to my listeners. And, and. We'll be going back to our, our regular regular recordings next week, obviously. So I, I just have to get this out of the way. Um, for, for those who don't know, and uh, I'm thinking maybe the Americans that are listening to the show right now, residential schools were intended to re-educate uh, the First Nations people here in Canada because, you know, they we were deemed not worthy for a regular society. And I use that, and I hate saying that because it's just so much wrong with that. <laughs> but um 
so the government came up with these school, the idea that these schools were a great idea. So what had happened is the, the church and the, the state w- would bring the RCMP, which is our national police force, to the villages around the country and load up kids and take them to these schools where they suffered physical abuse, sexual abuse. Um, oh, man. Um, a lot of them never went home. And uh, and uh, now we know why, at least. And it really hit me hard, and I don't. And it, it's it's been really uh, weighing heavy on my mind lately. And um, if you could imagine a government agency coming into your house today to take your kids away because they don't think that you are teaching them properly and they need to be re-educated by someone else, there would be uproar to the lengths of no degree. No. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my mind's everywhere right now. Um, but anyway, so that's the gist of it. And that's what happened. And a lot of these kids never came home. Um, and now we know why they never came home. And uh, unfortunately, this is just the tip of the iceberg, as there were a lot of these schools, and this is just one, one of them. Um, so um, I, I do apologize. I know I'm all over the place and I'm babbling, but um, <laughs> I have no choice right now. I I deleted the other outro, so I can't even go back and use that one. <laughs> um, but what I'd like to do is I want to dedicate this this episode and it's just a I don't even know if it's a, a gesture that means anything but I, I got to dedicate this to my dad Basil you know he, he went through the residential school system and you know he's a survivor he's a strong man he had no choice um, same with my father-in-law my father-in-law Oli he's another survivor and you know there's way too many stories of people having to become survivors that shouldn't have had to face or deal with that. And um, it's a hug your kids. Just give your kids a hug. So I know I will be. I know I will be. Um, anyway, okay. Oh, okay. So um, I did have a, a preview for next week's episode, uh, but it obviously it was on the other, the at the other recorded outro that I had, and uh, I'm just not going to use it. I'm, I'm just going to um, we're just going to end the episode and uh, tune in next week. We'll be back to normal next week, and um, uh, let, let let's uh, let's be nicer to each other. You know, a simple gesture makes a lot a big difference in in people's in people's lives and right now with the world the way it is i think you know a simple smile can go a long way so i just want to say i you know everybody who's listening i love every one of you guys you guys are all you're helping me make my dream come true no matter what the color your skin is or what what race or religion you belong to i I don't care we're all people and I, you know what, I love every one of you guys who, who, who come, who listen to the show every week and, you know, make, you're making my dream come true. So thank you so much. And, you know, that's the best way to heal of anything is, you know, look forward.
So uh, this will be the last time I'm going to bring this up. And um, I'm going to close the show with, with you know, something. It, it, uh, for me, music makes me feel good. You know, wh whatever it may be. Uh, for right, right now, I love Van Halen, so <laughs> you guys are going to listen to some Van Halen closing out the show. So um, give your kids a hug. Give your parents a hug. You know, smile at that stranger. Could could make their world completely different. Much like Bigfoot, you know, the simple quick glance of a, of Sasquatch can change your life in an instant. You know, maybe a smile could do the same thing. So there's a lot of love in the world. We just got to, we got to tap into it and let it flow out. And, and I know, and I do apologize to you guys that this is a, a little bit down, but, um, I have to do it. I have. To, I had to express myself somehow. So I, I do appreciate you guys listening to me. And uh, uh, stay tuned next week. We'll have another good show. I promise you. Uh, so anyway, you know I'm going to get out of here. Uh, so I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. And uh, till the next one. Bye. Mm -hmm.